0: What if I told you that before you even opened your eyes this morning, the creator of the universe had been waiting on you to wake up? That as you rested, he watched over you, protecting you through each watch of the night, never falling asleep himself or in a state of slumber. Instead, he was constantly rejoicing and singing over you. So many things he wants to tell you and show you, plans for your life that you couldn't fathom or begin to dream on your own, paths that he would open up that you had never even seen before, knowing the exact moment you would wake. He had so much joy thinking about you, desiring for you to experience the goodness of himself to breathe in the air that he provided for you and the beauty he placed all around you of his own creation, desiring for you to read the words that he has spoken to you that reveal who he is and all that he has done from generation to generation, to spend time with him just reveling in his presence to be invited by the one seated on the throne in all of his beauty and all of his splendor, all of heaven surrounding him in praise. And then, the moment happens. You awake. You take in a full breath of fresh air. You wiggle your toes. You stretch out to remember that you can feel and you glance around to remember that you are safe. There is a peaceful stillness that surrounds you. Today, right now, the creator of the universe desires to get your attention. He wants for you to know him and to experience him. He wants to spend time with you and walk with you every step of the way question is, will you listen? Hey, welcome to Miami Valley Church. My name is Pastor Jed, and if you're just joining us for the first time today, I want to say welcome. I hope that you're around friends and family in a house church as we go through God's word together. We've been going through it all through all of God's word together. And today, we find ourselves in the wilderness section, the book of Exodus, that's where we've been hanging out. And if you're just joining us, you can catch up by going to our YouTube channel, Miami Valley Church. Today, we are gonna be jumping back into Exodus. So go ahead and go there in your Bibles. Last week, we left off looking at Exodus 20. And we were looking at when the Lord told Moses to tell the people to make an altar and to offer the sacrifices of burnt offerings and the peace offerings on it for the Lord. The Lord said it should be an altar made of the earth. And let's just hit pause right there for a moment. Why? Why would he say that it should just be made of earth? Family, I don't want us to miss this today because he knows that when we start to make what we think it should look like, we will begin to worship the altar itself. When we start putting our, our touch on it, we begin to idolize and we begin to worship this thing that was never meant to be worship. We start saying, look what I can do. Look how beautiful this is. And our focus changes. It, it changes from him to this thing that we now have created. And it becomes a never-ending pursuit of the perfect altar. Look what we can do. Look what we have done. The altar was not and should never be about the altar itself but instead it should always be about the one who is to be worshiped the altar doesn't demand our focus it's lifeless but the one who is seated on the throne does he demands our worship And so as we pick back up and we look in our Bibles we see here that something happens there is this this hard break That happens between exodus 20 the ending of that and the beginning of exodus 21 it's a new chapter and if you're going through this section uh, maybe in a reading plan or maybe you're just reading through the book of exodus it almost seems like there is a start to something new here that there is just this this clean break of of what was to to jumping into the next section depending on which bible you are reading from uh, some bibles give a heading uh, right above that chapter, chapter 21, uh, for each section that you go through, maybe there is a new a new heading, and it creates uh, an even uh, more unnecessary barrier in the text for the scripture. In the Bible I'm reading from, uh, right above chapter 21, there is a heading, and the heading says this: fair treatment of slaves. And so we just come out of uh, Exodus 20, where the Lord says to Moses, Build this altar. And he talks about the burnt offering, the peace offering. And as you're reading, maybe in your Bible, there is just this clean break in the Bible that I'm reading from. Like I said, there's just this clean break in it. It quickly transitions to fair treatment of slaves. And you're just like, How does any of this even go together? But look at chapter 21, verse 1. It says, Now these are the rules that you shall set before them, the Lord is speaking to Moses. The problem here is when we break them up like this, we miss the big picture. Better yet, the pattern that God is wanting to show us, that God is wanting to reveal to us about who he is and how he works. This section, chapter uh, 21 through chapter 23, are all the ways that God, God's people are to live in relationship with him and how they are to live in relationship with one another. And so if we skip ahead, let's look at Exodus 24 just really uh, quickly here. Exodus 24, verse 3. It says, Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the rules. Look at verse 7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it, it, the hearing of the people. Just as an overview, chapters 21 through 23 in the book of Exodus, God lays out uh, this covenant agreement. Remember, we talked earlier on as we've been going through this about this covenant agreement. This is wedding language of how his people were to deal with issues that arose in their daily life. And this is, this is part of it right here. Remember, he was just talking about uh, in the uh, commandments, right? How they are to live in a relationship with him and now how they are to live in a relationship uh, with others. Everything they did, remember, uh, the people at this time, everything they did, their life, culturally, their environment, uh, their choices were all molded to serve this Egyptian empire and its gods. And so they have been under the bondage, under the slavery of this Egyptian empire and its gods. And the Lord rescues his people. He rescues these people. He hears their cry. He he goes in. He redeems them. He saves them. He goes in and rescues them. And he takes them out into the middle of nowhere. Don't, Don't miss the location of the wilderness. In the wilderness, they have no land. In the wilderness, they have no social identity anymore. In the wilderness, he is remaking these people. And God says, I am the Lord, your God, the one who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. He says, I heard your cry and I rescued you. And now he's showing them how to live as free people and most importantly, his people. And that's this covenant family that I want us to see today, chapters 21 through 23. But let's pause right here. When, when we break it up like this, when we break up uh, this scripture into chapters and, and headings and subheadings, and maybe we pick up in, in one part and, and put it down and then jump back into it uh, maybe another day or, or another time. We miss this pattern. We miss what God is wanting to show us here. And so that's what I want us to look at today, this this bigger picture, this pattern of how the Lord uh, works and how he pursues us and, and, and what he has done. Before God lays out how they are to live their daily lives with one another, loving others and treating others, they must first focus on their relationship with him. Do not miss that today. That is a word for us. Chapter 20, starting in verse 22, he lays it out there. Remember, we looked at it uh, last week. And when we break it out into chapters, when we uh, section it off, right, we just, we came out of that last week, we stopped there, and now we're going to be picking up where it says uh, fair treatment of slaves. We miss just the, the bigger picture, the overall pattern here. But God wants His people over over everything. First priority, most important of everything, is to love the Lord, to be in relationship with Him, to be in a real relationship with Him, and to worship Him. That is our first priority. That is our first love. How are you doing with that today? It's the same pattern that he lays out in the Ten Commandments that we've, we've been going over over the last couple of weeks. Remember with me, the first four commandments are all about him and how his people are to live in relationship with a holy God. We have a problem. But he lays it out right here. This is how you are to live in relationship with a holy God. He wants to be the Lord Our God. And the following six after those four are all about how we are to live with others, how we are to live with our neighbors, how we are to live as his people. And so as we get into this this section today, chapters 21 through 23, he's going to lay it out. And the same pattern is given to us here. But what I don't want you to miss is that the end of, of chapter 20, those last uh, couple verses there starting in verse 22, this is part of that, that section that first we are to love him, that first we are to worship him, that we are to set our focus and our gaze upon him. That's why he tells them, make an altar and worship me. Our creator loves us so much and he wants us to see what he has done for us. Think about how the original hearers of this word would have taken in the scriptures. There were no mobile devices uh, that sent you a notification each morning when you, when you woke up, when you were in bed, to tell you what the verse of the day was going to be. That Nothing like that existed. There were no social media stories or videos that summarize books of the Bible into a nice 45-second uh, clip to fill your time, brushing your teeth in the morning to, to check off that you've been in God's word today. No, there was nothing like that. There were no leather-bound, uh, nicely organized contents in the front, index and maps in the back, book that we could just pick up and set down at our leisure. They would They would have heard these stories passed down generation to generation. And they would have been written on scrolls without chapter division, verse numbering or subheadings they would have known these stories memorized these stories and meditated on these stories God's word is absolutely beautiful and I hope that it moves you to start back up in the reading plan wherever you are today that you would be more intentional about spending time with the Lord he wants to be your God Maybe you joined us earlier this year when we encourage you to go through all of God's word together, to intake it as quickly as possible, to go through the Bible. And maybe you've checked that off, and maybe you have done it. And since that time, you've just found yourself not being in God's word, not spending time with him. You say, I've already done that this year. Uh, why do, Why would I need to start back up? I've already, I've already read through his word. I've already... Uh, taken in his word this year why would i need to get back into it i've already done that god still desires to spend time with you and he still wants to speak to you and one of the ways that he speaks to us family is through his word god wants us to trust him and to walk with him every step of the way not to just uh, pull him out remember like we looked at last week pull him out when we need him and put him up when we when we don't god wants us to trust him and to walk with him every step of the way and in order to follow him we must know his voice and to know his voice we must be in his word and that requires something of us it requires us to be still and to listen the picture i want you to meditate on today Is a wedding ceremony remember this is wedding language this is a covenant agreement that he's making with these people and that's the picture that i want us to just focus on and and meditate on today maybe you have uh maybe you are married would you uh go back to that moment and just think about that moment think about uh everything that went into that day think about uh that moment where you were standing before your spouse The things that you said, the the feelings that were were going through your mind that day, and the thoughts and the feelings that you had. Go back to that, that wedding ceremony. Earlier this month, my wife, Bailey, and I celebrated 10 years of marriage together. And I read this passage of scripture, and it reminded me of the vows that I made with her that day. I remember saying these very words to her that day I, Jed, take you, Bailey. Using my name personally, it's a wedding ceremony. There are names exchanged. It's not like Bailey didn't know who I was. She knew exactly who I was. We had known each other. We had been together for years before that day. But the names are important. This is an agreement, a covenant between two parties. And Before you lay down uh, what you're going to do before you say any of the vows, before you agree to it, you must first know who it is that you are entering into this covenant agreement with. And that's what I want us to see today. What's fascinating in the story is that God reveals his name. God doesn't enter into this, this covenant agreement as God, although he is God. And it would have been perfectly fine for him to use that title. This is not what he chooses to use. God is a describing name of him. It's not his personal name. It's a describing name of him. It would be for us to use the word human for us. Human describes who I am, but it's not my name. I didn't say on my wedding day, I human take you human. No, that would just be odd. That's a describing name. We used our personal names on that day. I, Jed, take you, Bailey. And so although he could have made this agreement with these titles, no, he chose to use his personal name. He desires to have a personal relationship with his people. And so he tells Moses. Moses asks him, what is your name? Who shall I say sent me? He says, Yahweh, which means I am, will be, or he is, will be. Yahweh wants to be known as the God who listens to his people, as the God who is relational with his people, the God who is so relational, he heard their cry. And not only did he hear them, he acted. He rescued them from their bondage, from their slavery. He is personal, and he wants to walk with them. He wants to walk with you. How are you doing at spending time with him? By giving them his personal name, he reveals who he is and the very nature of himself. He gives them his name. How incredible is that? The creator of heaven and earth the one who breathed the stars into existence gave his personal name Yahweh I am as we think about wedding ceremony it comes time in in the wedding ceremony to exchange the vows and maybe as you're thinking about your wedding maybe you wrote your own vows this is a covenant agreement here In this section of a wedding ceremony it's almost like the the terms of the agreement right that it's the terms of our relationship this is what I am going to do and then you have a choice I agree to these terms as I agree to be in this covenant agreement and uphold this relationship with you this is what I am going to do this is my end of the agreement Thinking back to Bailey and I's wedding, I promised that I would love her no matter what, that I would take care of her, that I would be faithful to her, and that I would lead her as her husband. Remember, God tells the people right up front, he says, I am the Lord your God. You must not have any other God but me, for I, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God who will not tolerate the affection for any other God's. He says this is who i am and this is what i've done and then he lays out for the people how they are to live in relationship with him the commands aren't to limit us or to to hold us back as we've looked at they are to show us how to live as free people they were slaves and he's rescued them he's redeemed them he's taken them out to the middle of nowhere and he says This is how you are to live now as free people. The command set the tone to what God wants his people to become. Remember, he is remaking them. In a wedding ceremony, it then comes time after the names are given, after the vows are given, it comes time for the decision. Up to this point, each party has stated, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do, and now you are presented with a choice family at a wedding ceremony, the question is asked, Bride, groom, do you fully commit to give yourself to, to be the everything, to truly uh, do the things that you have said that you would be in this relationship and to take this person to be yours? There is a decision. And maybe that's where you're struggling today as you hear this, as you're thinking back to your wedding The thought of wedding language makes you absolutely sick because of what happened to you that day. You were so excited to spend the rest of your life with what you thought was the love of your life, the person that was standing before you. And right at that moment, when the decision was laid before them, the answer was no. And you were crushed. How could I ever trust anyone anymore? I thought I trusted that person. I thought that person loved me. And maybe that's where you're struggling today, and maybe that's where you're struggling struggling in your relationship with God. How could I ever trust anyone, let alone God? I can't put my trust in anyone. What if they don't mean it? What if they say no? Family, he is inviting you right now, to the listener right now who is wrestling with that. He is inviting you right now turn back to him. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is desiring for you right now, the one listening to this, to turn back to him and trust him. He is right there. What is it today that you need to trust him with? What are you having uh, a hard time with just letting go and giving up that trust to him? Let's pick back up in Exodus 24. It says, Then the Lord instructed Moses, Come up to me and bring along Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu and the, 70 of, and the 70 of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Verse number two, Only Moses is allowed to come near to the Lord. The others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. Check this out here. All the people answered with one voice. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. Hang on to that. Look at verse 4. Then Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one of each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israelite men to present burnt offerings and to sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses strained half of the blood from these animals into basins. The other half he splattered against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it aloud to the people. Again, they all responded, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. And at this point, we are faced with the decision. Will we trust him? Will we follow him? And they're faced with the same thing. Will we trust him? Will we follow him? They can trust him. They can follow him. Or they can turn back. And the people say with one voice, we have heard and we will do. And I think this is where we need to hang out for a minute and really press into the story and ask ourselves, what is the Lord speaking to us? The question isn't, what has the Lord been speaking to us? No, he has been so clear. He has been showing us as a church family through this wilderness period, he wants us to walk with him. He wants to lead us. He wants us to know him and to trust him each step of the way. To know him requires us to be in his word. He's showing us the importance of being in his word. Number two, he wants us to worship him. And family, that might look different than what we were used to. And when it looks different, that challenges us. But look at this. God didn't bring the people to the wilderness, to the middle of nowhere, to tell them to keep doing what they were doing. He got their attention, and he wanted them to listen at how he wanted them to live. Are we living lives Filled with love following the example of christ are we allowing god to have all of our not all of our life and not just a portion of it god wants all of it and so he's refocusing us around his word he's refocusing us around worship and number three he's wanting to show us what real community looks like are we going to get intentional about the table He's showing us the importance of the table. Are we going to get intentional about it? Are we inviting others in? And are we going to get serious about really loving our neighbors the way he has commanded us to? His word, worship of him, and community. It's no longer a question about what did God say. The question is, are we going to be obedient? The choice is laid out before us when it comes to obedience it requires a response from us we are are left with yes or no this is what has been put before us and now we must respond yes we will follow you or no we are going to turn back this is what this little section family and scripture as we're as we're looking at this is what it's all about it's wedding language it's it's covenant agreement And as we go through it all, I hope that you see that this is the pattern that is repeated over and over again and that this is the full picture of the story, the full story, which will ultimately lead us to the wedding feast of the Lamb, where finally the bride and the groom will come together and live forever. Family, it is so beautiful when we see all of God's word together, when we see not just broken up into little little sections, little pieces. That's why we have encouraged you to go through all of God's word, to intake it, to be in it, to meditate on it, to memorize it. And this is where we need to stop for today. Next week, I want to pick back up here talking about wedding, wedding language, the, the, the picture of a wedding. There's so much more in, in this section here. and We're just not going to be able to get to it today, but I want us to just, to just focus on this part. So this is what I want to do. As we have heard God's word together, as we reflect on it and discuss it, in the church that's meeting in your home right now, there will be discussion questions that come up on the screen. But I want you to take just a couple minutes for you to just seriously pray right now about your response individually as you have heard God's invitation to follow him. Will you say yes? Or will you turn back after you're done praying after you're done just meditating for a moment truly thinking about what the Lord has spoken to you what he's inviting you into right now maybe he's just asking you spend time with me maybe you found yourself like we've said where you've gone through all of God's word together earlier this year and you right now at this moment have found that over these last few months you have just uh, neglected spending time with him oh I'll just get it tomorrow right now He desires to spend time with you. And maybe that's what you need to share in your your house church. Maybe you need to ask the people who are around you, the community that's around you right now, hey, would you just pray? Would you encourage me to just get back into God's word? Let's let's get into God's word together and let's share what he is showing us. So I want you to engage with that together. Share what he's speaking to you right now as you meditate on the word that we just heard, on the truth that we just heard together. Let me pray. Almighty, holy sovereign, most powerful yet personal, God, there is no one like you. All of heaven right now is praising you the focus is on you the one who is seated on the throne and even among all of that that noise that wave of angels shouting holy 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 you are so personal you desire a relationship with your creation Wow you could have used your describing name, your title, God, Master. But you chose to give us your personal name, Yahweh. Yahweh, I am. I will be. That is who you are. And you call us into a relationship with you. To walk with you daily not just for a portion of our lives not just the crumbs the leftovers the scraps you want every part of us god you are so good i pray for the person right now who has never said yes to you who has never entered into a relationship with you who has never put their trust in you God I pray right now as they're hearing this that they would take a step towards you that they would say yes that they would get into your word that as you reveal yourself God they would trust you more and more and more Father I pray for the one right now who is Is wrestling, who is struggling because they've neglected spending time with you. And they found that life apart from you is is chaos, that there is just no peace in their life right now. That maybe even the situation that they're walking through, they don't see how they are going to get out of it. And you have been desiring each and every day to speak life into them, to speak truth into them. reveals who you are and who we are, your very creation, the one you know every single detail about. And you just want to tell them right now, I've never left you, I will never leave you, and will never forsake you. You are with them. May they turn back to you. May they desire to spend time with you, to know you, To experience your goodness. Yahweh, I am, will be. Lord, we love you. I pray right now as we meditate on your word that you have shown us this covenant agreement, as we think about the picture of a wedding we say who we are and what we will do now we are faced with this decision will we say yes and trust you or will we say no and take a step away from you God I pray right now individually and as a family we will be people who will say with one voice We will hear, and we will do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.